Welcome to It's Who I Am, the podcast, where we celebrate the unique life experiences that make us who we are. We're your hosts, Hannah and Rachel Vasicek, and every fortnight we'll be bringing to you a dose of inspiration and storytelling. Interviewing women across Australia and abroad who vulnerably and candidly share the depths of who they are. This podcast is brought to you by Francesca Jewellery. In today's episode of It's Who I Am, we chat with close friend and owner of Beginning Boutique, Sarah Timmerman. Focusing on trending fashion, Beginning Boutique is arguably one of Australia's most successful online retailers. Chatting all things life-defining moments, we hear Sarah's journey into fashion. Who knew deciding what she wanted for her 21st birthday would so dramatically shape her life? Choosing a trip to Paris instead of a party saw Sarah stepping into a store that would inspire her to start Beginning Boutique. We're so excited to share Sarah's story with you today. Sarah, welcome to It's Who I Am, the podcast. We are so excited to talk to you today, all things fashion and business. So welcome. Thanks, guys. It's very exciting to be talking to you. And so you're in Brisbane at the moment? Yes, that's right. How's things there for you? We've been talking to a few of the Melbourneites on our podcast. How's um, COVID in Brisbane? COVID in Brisbane is recognisable when you're out. So if you go and have a drink, there's no line at the bar. It's actually like an old person's dream, COVID (laughs) at a bar, because like you get to sit down and (laughs) there's no lines anywhere other than the toilet. Um, No annoying drunks on the dance floor. (laughs) Exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think the only major, and then obviously you can't get as many people into a restaurant. So it's like, like you have to book quite far in advance, which is not normal for Brisbane at all. Um, and I guess the other thing is everyone's just quite cautious. So it's not like you would have a house party with heaps and heaps of people or not in my world, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, Sarah, today we would love to hear a little bit about your story with Beginning Boutique. Um, did you want to start by sharing with our audience how you got into fashion and started this incredibly successful online business? Yeah, so when I was um, 20, well, when, for my 21st birthday, my mum offered me a trip to Paris or um a birthday party and I took the plane ticket to Paris and when I was in Paris I went to this store called Colette and it was amazing it was just a really great retail shopping experience with a mix of art and high-end fashion and gifts and things like that and I wanted to bring that back to Brisbane because I felt that it was quite stuffy and expensive on James Street and didn't really have that option of additional like things that you could purchase in a friendly environment so that's where it all started, but there was no shop on James Street. So I went online instead and that's where it all began in 2008. That's crazy. And online wouldn't have even been that, you know, big of an avenue back then. People were very confused. Yeah. They did not understand. What's online? I'm more confused, like 20 years old, going to Paris and starting a business. Did you have like a business background prior to then? So leaving school, what was the gap between leaving school and that moment? Um, So leaving school in that moment, I actually met my husband when I was in grade 12. He was backpacking at the time and then I followed him to Europe and started to study physiotherapy. (laughs) (laughs) Followed him back, which is just crazy. And we travelled a little bit and then um, 
I started my physiotherapy degree and um, didn't ever finish that, obviously, um, and moved home because I never got my visa. And my physiotherapy, so to that point wasn't counted. So I decided to just leave it because I would have to start all over again and do exercise science and then physio. So I was just very long winded. Um, and I thought I would get into health and wellness. So I actually, my company name is Renew Body and Soul, but that never worked out to lots of things happened. So then I, you know, beginning was started. So I had the original business idea for something else and then it morphed into beginning. And so you obviously knew you wanted to start a business going over at 20? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, ever, ever since ever that I can remember, I thought I would have my own business, but I thought I'll be a physio or when I was really younger, I was interested in, a lot younger, I should say, not really younger. <laughs> I was interested in law, but um, I obviously never pursued that um, Fashion was an interesting choice because it wasn't like I was the girl who was buying every Vogue from every country and like deeply passionate about fashion. I think I just loved the the idea that you could, you know, really make a customer's day. So like other than, you know, physio or law or whatever, it was, it's, if you do retail well, you can give someone confidence and happiness and, you know, you can help them have a better day through what they buy. So that was the original purpose. My parents are in business, I should add. Yeah. So they really modelled and demonstrated what that looks like. And I guess that was an early degree in business. Yeah, in the blood. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's such a contrast from, you know, something in like the wellness avenue to was there a, Was there a moment where you were kind of like, that's definitely where I want to be in fashion or was it just kind of organically unfolded for you? Um, it was definitely organically unfolded. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I love it. And so I guess, um, what was a defining moment for you? We're talking about defining moments a lot in it's who I am for you going into business. Like, first of all, were you like, I don't know anything about business or you just completely went for it. And was there a stage where you just thought, you know, you've made a de- a, the wrong decision? Oh, all the time. Like- <laughs> All the time. Still. <laughs> no, not like all the time, but um, okay. So yeah, when I, I, a defining moment that I can remember in the start is definitely being in that shop and the experience of that shop. But then I remember um, signing up for my first company. Like that's a defining moment as well, you know, when you buy a company off the shelf. And then I do remember like signing up for um, Bass and GST and all this stuff that I had no idea about and literally just Googling it all. So you sort of like, I found a checklist online and then just Googled the heck out of how to do everything and made a lot of mistakes. Like I made a lot of mistakes. And then I guess. What is (laughs) PNL? That was so embarrassing by me. Rachel has a really great story, like Googling why. And and this is the thing that we want to get through to a lot of people, you know, like often they think that we know it all, but we often don't. And recently, like what, this is how many years into business, Sarah, I was sitting at a table at our endometriosis um, event and I was sitting next to Sarah was there. Oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah, yeah. sitting next to Alex Durker, and then I all of a sudden she's like, "What's your P and L like?" And from like, Showpo. Yeah, so she's from Showpo, and I was like, "Um, my what?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like evidence, even like I after this long. I was just like, I am so not the business-minded person, like at all. <laughs> Google P and L. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Google is your best friend, right? Yeah. yeah. Even if you did have it all planned, chances are, unfortunately, your plans will all be wrong. So I'm really interested from starting Beginning Boutique to looking at it now. Has there yeah. been a huge brand evolution for you? What did it look like in the very beginning? And how long? Oh, it was completely that? different. Sorry? How long ago was 2008. that? 2008. Oh, yeah. So completely different. I originally started the business wanting to be like up and coming designers. So I did like a lot of first ranges from people graduating. So um, I started that way and it was very expensive. Like the clothing was, you know, $200 garment plus. Um, And so then moved away from that pretty quickly because there just wasn't the market for it heading into the GFC. Um, Also, our website had like a ton of issues. Um, it was down all the time. Like the servers were not great. There was code issues. There was product issues. And so it was just this wholly terrifying mess. Um, and in order to save up to get my next website, I got a pop-up store at Southbank, which is a suburb in Brisbane that, that it's pretty cool. Like there's a cinema there and things like that. People go shopping, but it's right next to a tape. So when I was right next to the tape, I started to really understand that the golden price point and like uh, what sort of margins I needed on that price point and moved into fast fashion. So fast fashion is not like made in terrible conditions and, you know, everything that's poorly associated with fast fashion. Fast fashion is literally just a product that you can pick up faster than a designer's indent. So it's made in the same conditions. It's got the same um, fabrications most of the time, but it's just at a lower price point because there's no brand cost in there. I think most of the time that's a big difference. So, um, that was probably where we started with fast fashion and to make things happen quicker because we were also finding our designers were only delivering once every three months. And what the heck is going to keep someone on a website if you've only got stuff to talk about once every three months? The other thing is that like magazines didn't want to talk about a new online store. Magazines ruled everything. There was no social media. So I had to like figure out and talk about myself as much as I could. And like talking about myself on Facebook and like trying to make it interesting. So like I started talking about restaurants and cafes and things and like putting on events and just, you know, literally trying anything to get the word out there. And um, then we had our first blogger that we used and they blogged, like literally blogged a haul. <laughs> Real uh, bloggers, <laughs> actual blog writers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then we, sorry, I was using you a lot to find bloggers and to gift them and like looking through all of that stuff. And then um, I guess progressively, thank goodness, social media did take off. It's like, what's the worst of two evils, you know, social media or a magazine editor. Like it's, um, but at least with social media, you're sort of the author of your own destiny. Whereas with a magazine, it's really up to them whether they like you or not. So, um, yeah, it's evolved a lot, like, and become a much different, I, you know, it's a much different business. I think every year, because as fashion changes, so do we have to change? Like if you told me we'd be doing TikToks three years ago, like short, funny videos to music where she jumps in and out of clothes. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. I, it just blows my mind that like 10 to 12 years ago when you were starting, there was no social media. Like it just, it yeah. 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 I'm really interested to hear 
the moment where you kind of, obviously you started so long ago, where was the moment where you really felt the business was taking traction? Was it when social media launched or was there a time before that? Definitely. It definitely had to do with Facebook, to be honest. And um, it was about four years in. So we'd had traction build with our store at South Bank. And then um, we've had, we had more with Facebook as well and like gamifying that. So like, how could I get more followers? And, you know, what could I do? So I was like showing product before I bought it and asking, do you want me to buy this? Like, what do you think? And then based on people's reactions, buying the stock, shooting the stock, releasing the stock straight away, like, you know, just working as fast as we could because I had no cash. So like I remember when I had $200 to spend on stock for a week. So like everything had to sell because then you, you know, like you had to turn that $200 into $1,000 into, you know, like, and if you didn't sell something, it hurt a lot. Mm, So like working out how you could move that stock when you bought the wrong thing by discounting or whatever. It's so funny. Like even saying $200 worth of stock, I think it's so hard for a lot of people looking in at really big successful businesses and actually thinking, no, there was a time where Sarah from Beginning Boutique had $200 to spend. Yeah. Even with us, I know like we would have like tiny amount of like beads mm. to work with and we'd just make the jewellery for the markets and things like that. So it's so easy to look at the success and not know the journey from where you've come mm. from. So I remember borrowing money from my husband, my now husband, to pay payroll um (laughs) oh yeah it was so funny like he just worked a casual job but I'm like I literally can't pay my stuff yeah I borrowed money from Martin borrowed money from Martin to buy stock like literally he paid for everything for quite some time because I didn't take a wage for Mm. ages because I think that's like the biggest luxury is when you can finally take a wage and so he had to pay for everything And it's such a misconception, like, you know, you think you start a business and that, you know, you're just going to be rolling in it from the get-go. It's like years in the making to be able to even, like, turn a profit. For you, Sarah, what was, like, can you share some of those, like, big mistakes that you made along the way? Oh, I try to think (laughs) of There's just so many, like, if you want a recent one that's kind of funny, like, during COVID, I had to pick some colors for some pants <laughs> off of a fabric card and I said I wanted tan and then the pants showed up and they were a solid carrot like they were so carrot it's not funny <laughs> and like I was like I'm sorry guys I'm really sorry that these showed up because they're terrible um was that a lot of they actually sold okay uh like 200 pieces of that particular pair of pants (laughs) we've Um, had that before (laughs) this collection this is like five years ago and we still have those rings sitting in one of our drawers the um was it evoke ring with the big enamel and it was like she got the specs completely wrong of the size they were meant to to come really tiny and they're these big f off um triangle enamel rings that look we couldn't give them away if we wanted (laughs) to i definitely had stuff like that (laughs) <laughs> and it's one of those things that, like, you know, it's, a, it's the things that people don't see that, you know, it really hurts, but you just laugh about it eventually. I feel like we need Yeah, to- you have to. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing, like, the misconceptions come because we don't often show all of that. So for you, do, have you be- become more open in sharing, like, everything to do with business nowadays that social media is about? Um, I mean, I don't really have a platform to talk about myself personally, so... 
probably not. Like I'm not, I'm not lying about things if that makes sense, but I don't log into LinkedIn and go, Hey guys, you want to know what's real funny? I made this huge <laughs> stupid mistake. <laughs> That's why we do rate my skills. <laughs> rate my Endorse skills. me. <laughs> I love it. And so, um, just in finding, you know, more about you, I guess, um, in the last few podcasts, we've been talking about how we are people outside of our business as well. I know that we were at a Women in Focus <laughs> conference together that time. Do you remember yep. that time that I realised? Yes, I, I do. Oh. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. Hannah messaged me and she's like, I don't know who I am. Yeah, but it was more just like you you felt overwhelmed at the fact that your whole life was revolving around your business, not like, Yeah. <sighs> It was so, like, I still look back at it all the time and I'm like, wow. But, you know, like, how, how has that journey been from you in terms of finding your identity or have you, have you always been really able no. to? No, I, I think, like, to be honest, if you're, if you're really deep in your business, right, like, if you, if you are self-funded, and, I mean, I shouldn't make assumptions, I'm sure there's people that have this experience with lots of money in the bank, but if you are really deep in your business, right, and you are end of the line, you're responsible for everything, right? Every bad decision isn't necessarily just that person's. It's yours as well, for example. It is extremely easy to be swallowed by your business. I think it was, it must have been six years ago, and unfortunately I have put it back on but I lost like 15 kilos and it was it started because I just woke up and worked went to sleep like it worked till going to sleep if that makes sense and it wasn't like it wasn't super unhealthy like it wasn't like I was waking up at 4 a.m it was like so I'd start doing my emails at 7 a.m you know have breakfast and then like keep going till like 6 or 7 p.m so it wasn't like you know, you would realize, Sarah, you're, you have a problem. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. I was still sleeping nine hours, that sort of thing, but there was nothing outside of that. Mm -hmm. So I might see some friends and I might go out for a drink or I might go out for a meal. But when you start to completely neglect your physical self, I think that's when you can tell that you've been swallowed by your business. I think that's the first telltale because there's others, but they're just not as noticeable, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm sacrifice our health for our wealth yeah <laughs> such a thing and then yeah. we end it to get it back yeah yeah how did you go yeah. about finding that balance again have do you feel like you've mastered it now I mean pre-covid maybe I could have said I felt more confident about that but you know the last year has been very very hard uh the last nine months, I should say, not even last year. Like it's been extremely hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's how I was like, oh. Um, so the you know, this year has been very, very hard. And I wouldn't, I don't think I would pretend to say that I have found balance again in this new norm because I can't I'm constantly trying to figure out what we can do better and not not for myself and not like out of a perfectionist point of view, but like out of protecting my team, making sure we're being a good business. Are we getting our customers the fastest shipping possible? Have we got good quality products? Like, are we giving her what she's paying for and more? Like, because the aim is obviously that you delight customers so that they love what's happened. So, you know, I think at the moment it's a solid push just to make sure that we're doing the best that we can. So have I, I try not to work on the weekends. I guess that's the one thing. And I, tr- I always try to have coffee with the kids in bed. 
cute. So, I was going to say, um, we both gave birth last year as well. That's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It was last year for you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, wow. It's yeah. one of those things, I think it's the elusive balance that everyone's chasing after and never gets, but I think it's more of like a flow. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think yeah. trying to be nicer to myself that if I need time off to take it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And so we were talking before, obviously you met your husband super early. I love that story. Like what a... <laughs> it's kind I of like want to follow notebook. a guy to Europe. <laughs> but um, so obviously your husband now works in the business. How's that for yeah. you? We, we get all the time, like, how, how is it working with your sister? Like, tell us all the stories. And we have a lot of stories. Um, but how is it for you? Um, we try to just leave each other alone. So, like, it's lovely. Like, I trust him completely, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I'm not going to go and ask him to give me a detailed report on everything that he's doing because that's also not his style. So I think it's like recognizing that we are extremely different in styles. I'm very vocal. I like to talk everything through, whereas Martin likes to research and define everything and know what's happening and then talk about it. So it's two very different styles. Um, it definitely has its challenges. And I would say that Martin probably doesn't enjoy me very much. As <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's, it's still got its rewards because Martin was actually a welder before he moved into e-commerce. And wow. so like, yeah, so he was getting injured like quite regularly. And I think one of the luxuries I gave myself was letting him have that foot in the door to move into e-commerce. And it's so interesting that like both of you guys are pretty much self-taught, right? In in yeah. its expertise as well. And I remember um, I was listening to this podcast one day. Um, gosh, who was it? It was with the WordPress founder, and he was saying how you know ten years ago he didn't he doesn't know he didn't know what he knew now, and that he had taken on that approach with hiring and things like that. That you can really teach skill but not like things like taste or personality so do you think that like um I know that Rachel and I have different tastes and things like that but has that come into play with your business approach like did you just know how to pick great fashion because a lot of people would say that you needed to go to fashion school or yeah uh, no. And I would still say that I couldn't say there's sometimes you'll look at a product, right. And you'll be like, man, this is going to be good. Like yeah. you'll not, you'll be able to look at that price point and that product and you'll be like, this is on. So I definitely have, this is on moments, but then yeah. I also have like massive mistakes. So like, Hannah, I've totally got some big chunky enamel rings, you know, like that, <laughs> not that exact thing, but like, yeah, dead dogs. Like I've definitely got things that I've made mistakes on, but I think the one thing is if it's your money you're spending, if a mistake is made, you learn pretty quick. Like mm-hmm. if, if there is a dog dog, you'll be like, okay, I'm never touching that color again. And sometimes that can be to detriment because you don't let it, like let things come. But then sometimes also it's good. Yeah, mm. so true. That's so funny. A dog, dog. <laughs> There's like dead yeah. dogs. In the it was Sarah who taught us dogs. about dead dogs, right? At the league. No, I don't think so. No, did you? Or was it Cheryl? Maybe Cheryl. Yeah. Did, you speak, a, did you speak at a league event in Tassie? 
Yeah, yeah no, it was. How... You spoke about dead dogs. Oh. Yeah, and that's how we became like, we're like, oh, we need to get rid of the dead that's dogs. That's so funny because I was telling Sarah about dead, dead dogs. <laughs> you taught her her own lesson back. That is so funny. But then you got to have your cash cows and your rising stars. and Yeah. No, it's <laughs> great. Well, I guess um, for you, where to now, what's the defining moments that, you know, really make you who you are? Do you still see the business as as you going forward? No, I think that the business is definitely not me anymore in terms of like, obviously I am older. I'm not really part of our target market anymore. Um, so that's always interesting getting older whilst your company stays younger um, and stays more like more on trend. So like um, I guess, and the other thing is like, I can now afford to hire really excellent people. So like you can't hire really excellent people and then do their job for them. Like they have to do their own job and make it their own. So they are definitely going to do things differently to me, but it's like trusting and knowing that they can do a good job, even if it looks different. Mm. Who was the first person you hired? Um, the first person I hired would be a tie between Alana, who is currently our payroll and office admin, or Talia, who is now my ops manager. Wow, so amazing. I'm pretty sure. Or Kate O'Hara, who was in marketing for me. Yeah, one of those three. That's amazing, so long ago. So from, it, um, you know, you're talking about these tan pants, do you, can you give our audience Carrot any, pink. like, insight into what you think is going to be trending <laughs> this summer? Yeah, yeah I think um, it's all about the backless dress. So I mm. think everybody wants to get a little bit dressed up this year. Everyone's a bit sick of sweats and, like, relaxing. You know, you want to look hot. And, like, I know that's on when it's, like, even me. I'm even looking <laughs> for a dress to wear. And I literally spend no money. Um so I think it's all about the back detailing dress. I think that's my worst so many backless dress. I'm just thinking mum boobs, like how do you breastfeed in a backless dress? What? I am going to buy one of your backless dresses just for Hannah. Yeah. To put up. Um, I actually have a button up front one, Hannah, so you could pop a couple of buttons to your feet. It, it probably wouldn't be pretty. Just and then you can have that lace-up bra, you know, the one that sucks your boobs in and yeah. then you pull the laces. I love it. There oh, you go. Oh, my gosh, yes. It's funny, though, because, like, it's, like, we've always designed for what we like and, you know, our demographic, and I've never thought about when us, as we get older, the company getting, like, staying the same and us getting older. I'm like, everyone needs to just, like, go with us. <laughs> but you can do that. Yeah, you can do that. Of course you can. It's just like, it's looking at like, what's your most profitable customer? Yeah. Is your most profitable customer going to be your age? Like, where is she? And then yeah. like keeping your target market there. So true. We're going to bring at? back those strands of pearls for our 50-year-olds. Exactly. Well, actually, strands of pearls are back now yeah. for young and mm-hmm. full circle. Yeah. I love it. And has there any has there been any other defining moments, I guess, for you in this journey that you want to share with our followers? I think like if you're wanting to start a business, just know that it's going to be 10 times harder than you expect and that you definitely need a good support person and someone that you can chat to along the way. I think that's so important. Um but also just to believe in yourself because if you are going to do this, you have to like just constantly back yourself because if you don't, 
you're just going to make half decisions anyway. Yeah. Has there been a moment where you were like, nah, I'm done. I don't want to keep doing this. (laughs) I mean, COVID was pretty hard. Like I don't think I've cried so much in a week. It's like that March, April week, you know, when when I had to make lots of decisions that weren't fun or nice. And like there were definitely times there where I was like, Oh my God. But at the same time, every time I've thought, wow, this is really, really hard. I've gone, okay, well, if this is my last week or my last day doing beginning, what is it that I want to do? What is it that I'm passionate about? And I think that turns it around completely. So it's like, I don't ever really let myself get to that point because if you let yourself get to that point, I think you you are done. Mm. So true. And it's uh, that reflection of like, what do we find joy in these days? And I think that COVID has been something massive for that in that when it's taken away, normally, you know, we're so used to it and it becomes, you know, just normal, but it's actually started to help us realise what we actually find joy in when it's not there. And I think, you know, when business have started opening, when restaurants have opened and things like that, people have really realised that like, we are living out a lot of our joy through this freedom. So, yeah. It's, it's been- literally rocking up to the office with all of your colleagues. Like yeah. simply like I always thought. We took that for granted. Yeah, I always yeah. said to Hannah, I was like, oh, I want to like work, work in an home. office on my own. I don't want to like, you know, want to like travel and be like remote. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. No, I had like two weeks at home. <laughs> and I was like, nah. give me back the people. <laughs> yeah. Funny. So, yeah. We yeah, are- I totally so get grateful. that. Yeah, it's about being grateful mm. and, you know, knowing what, what is worth it for you as well. Totally. So, Sarah, at the end of our podcast, we always ask our guests what you would tell yes. your 16-year-old self if you could. Looking yeah. back on the life you've lived so far, what would you say? Well, as I was saying to you before we started this, like 16-year-old me was pretty, like, <laughs> she was all right. Like, I, I, you know, I was playing sport and, like, I loved school. I personally loved school because, you know, it was, like, achievement, I guess. You know, you could really apply yourself. Um, I guess, like, I would just say that to believe in myself. Like, I think that that's probably the, one of the biggest mistakes I made at the start of the business was letting other people dictate my journey as opposed to me dictating my journey. I think it's a mistake I constantly make now too, that mm. like I start to consider what other people want over what I want and try to make other people happy when you do that, you can't make anyone happy, including yourself. So that's probably what I would say. I love that so much. Mm, amazing. Thank you so, so much for coming on our podcast today. That's all right. So much fun with you and I can't wait to share it with our audience. And can't wait to yeah, come in person very soon. I know, right? <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our podcast, It's Who I Am. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review below. You can also connect with us on Instagram at francesca.com.au and Facebook.